What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Strive for Strength podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Strample. I'm an online fitness and an online business and wealth coach. I help online fitness coaches scale their personal brand, monetize it, and then put more money back in their pocket. And I could not be more excited for today's episode, guys. I have a great friend of mine. Her name is Jax Wimmer on. She is the creator of the Balanced Entrepreneur Mastermind. And in this episode, we dive deep into so many different conversations that I know you guys are going to be obsessed with from conscious relationships to living with ADHD while building a business all the way to understanding your masculine and feminine energy inside of business and how this might be something that could apply to helping you scale to that next level in your company. So let's dive into today's episode. I'm so excited for today's guest. I had the honor of meeting Jax just what, it was like a little bit over a week and a half ago, maybe in person yeah. and was like a sister vibed on social media. And I was like, okay, I know when I meet this woman, I'm going to be just like soul soul contract in some form um but Jax welcome to the podcast I'm so excited to have you here thank you so much for having me I'm so excited to to vibe with you today and let our ADHD just take over I'm like <laughs> yes the <Stay> world. ready <laughs> all the rabbit holes well Jax tell everybody a little bit about what you do what you got you into kind of what you're currently doing now and how that all started for you yeah for sure it's definitely been a journey. So I'm currently a conscious business embodiment and strategy mentor. Um, my entrepreneurship entrepreneurship journey has definitely flowed throughout the years. Um, I started as a fitness coach in 2018 and then got the body of my dreams, looked in the mirror and was like, why don't I feel like I look? And that was kind of like the start of my awakening where I just really fell into personal development, finding out who I am, what my soul's purpose is, why I'm here. And thus began the journey of entrepreneurship, really. Yeah. Um, I also was a registered nurse for 15 years. And it once 2020 hit, that just did not resonate with my soul anymore. And that was my basically my time out to check out of, of that pathway and I joined entrepreneurship full-time and have been a coach ever since. So I'm curious, what was like the biggest catalyst for you when you were nursing that you were like, okay, I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like what was the pivotal point for you that got you into starting the fitness coaching side of things? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think I ever loved nursing. I think at 18, I was like, oh, that sounds like the best place for me to go. I really want to help people. And that seemed like the career to go down. And then as I was in nursing, it just never felt like my soul was doing what it was supposed to be doing. Uh, fitness was just something that I fell in love with. I did fitness competitions for a few years and just absolutely loved the ability to either do it or not. It's like, if I wanted to succeed in bodybuilding, I physically had to wake up. I had to go to the gym. I had to eat the food, I had to do the workouts, and I had to be really consistent with things. So it really was the first time I got to prove to myself that something greater outside of me was available to me. I think when you're when you're working a job, it's like, okay, you wake up, you know you have to be there at a certain time, someone tells you where to go, someone tells you when you can eat your lunch, someone tells you when you can leave, and basically everything between that time is, is you being told what to do. So bodybuilding and fit my fitness journey was the first time I got to really experience what I was capable of. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. So I know you mentioned like having an awakening in there. Was that when you were fitness coaching or did that come after fitness coaching? Like where, what was that for you? That came, it's probably like closer to the end of fitness coaching. I was married at the time. I had a baby, a one-year-old and I was sitting at the couch at night and just watching TV. My husband came home from work late at night And I remember just having this like overwhelming angst come over me, like this is going to be your life until you die. And I, from the outside looking in, had an amazing life. I have no complaints about the life. It just wasn't what my soul was here to do. That's all I knew. And that was like the start of my my first awakening. (laughs) There's been several since then. Um, But that was kind of the first one to be like, there's more to life. You need to go find it. So go. Oh my gosh. So what, what was like the thought process for you? Like, what were your initial steps when you thought that? Like, did you feel like everything was coming crashing down? Did you feel like you had direction? Like what, what was going through your brain at that point? Absolute madness. My world came crashing down. Um, I was away from all of my family, lived across the country from my family. So I literally just started drinking every weekend, smoking almost every night, just trying to avoid and distract what that meant. Like, what is, what did that even look like? So living a very unconscious and unintentional and inintentional life to go from that to who the fuck are you? And to try to answer that question was very overwhelming to me. So I avoided that question. I kind of avoided the awakening process for quite some time until I couldn't, until it was like smacking me in the face. And then it was like, okay, are you, are you ready to look in the mirror or are you going to continue this path? So what was that like next step for you then? Were you like, okay, I have to make a pivot. I have to move. Like, what did that look like? Um, I met my partner (laughs) and he was very conscious and he was at the time a mind, body, soul coach. And I remember writing these words in my journal. I was very curious into spirituality. I wouldn't say I was very spiritual yet. I just was really curious. So I was writing poetry And just writing these poems about wanting to meet my person, the in mind, body, and soul. And then I meet my partner on Instagram and his bio was mind, body, and spirit coach or mind, body, and soul coach. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I I didn't know what that meant, but my soul was like, there's something here you need to, you need to find out who this person is and you need to discover. So that just started the, the conversation with him. Uh, which led to us dating. And he was my first mentor into my awakening process. And that was, don't date your mentor, people, if there's one piece of advice. And also it worked out exactly how it was supposed to work out for us, but definitely trauma bond central for a few years. Okay, so can we go there? Can we please go there? Yeah. This is so yeah. big. And this is something I see with so many female entrepreneurs, especially because I think I can I can even relate for myself, like being in like previous relationships, like we'll never say anything bad, right? But at the same time, it's like, there's a reason we become entrepreneurs, I think. And it's a lot of like a catalyst for moving away from pain and then taking the struggle, turning it into strength. But then there's so much unhealed or like unresolved trauma when you first get into entrepreneurship. Absolutely. And it's not the same for, it doesn't go to say for every entrepreneur, right? But 
I found myself for the same reasons getting into like very developed trauma bonds as well. And I'm curious for you, Jax, it was just, I see it across like so many female entrepreneurs, especially because we're so in our masculine and, you know, things like that too, is like the dynamic is maybe a little different than we would hope or picture to have. So I'm curious for you is like, what was a tipping point for you maybe with that or like in that relationship at the time or what that looked like that you were able to like notice where there's certain patterns that you noticed about yourself that you've outgrown? What did that look like? Oh, I think that being in this relationship that I'm currently in, it was just mirror after mirror after mirror of everything that I had made excuses about, everything that I blocked myself from doing was being reflected back to me because he was so conscious. Now there was still trauma bond because he had expectations of me being conscious right away. And that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So he had these expectations in the beginning of our journey. And I was just trying to learn as much as I could trying to wake up while also being codependent at the time and fear of rejection and fear of abandonment, hoping he doesn't leave me while trying to navigate this awakening. So it was such like this like interesting dynamic and so many nuances that I could go into and threads. And ultimately that led to such a fulfillment in finding entrepreneurship because the relationship is really, it's a bucket, right? It's a bucket that is deems a lot of importance. And for me, relationships was the number one bucket. And for Jeremy, entrepreneurship was his number one bucket. Well, that doesn't mesh well. <laughs> so it was like, I wanted you to, to have the relationship be your number one bucket. And he was like, I want you to have entrepreneurship be the number one bucket. So we just weren't speaking the same language until we dove deeper into our, our healing journey as a couple. And now it's all buckets are important. So my relationship bucket is just as important as my entrepreneurship bucket just as as important as my parenting bucket and I think it just all dives in together I think if you are unhealed that is going to show up in your business I think business is personal and that's very big and a part of my brand and how I choose to coach women yeah heck yeah okay so for you kind of backtracking with that I know so we could go down a million threads I'm like oh my gosh this is my favorite (laughs) conversation I love talking about relationships is what do you feel like is obviously conscious relation having a conscious relationship as an entrepreneur, I think is so important because you're constantly elevating your level of consciousness as an entrepreneur. But if you can do it with a partner who understands makes the world a difference, right? So what would you yeah. say for you with developing that and going through your healing journey while also trying to build and grow a relationship? Like so many people say, oh, well, you can't heal with a partner. And, you know, I personally don't believe that because I feel like even for myself, I've done it. It sounds like for you too, right? Is What are your thoughts on that and just like navigating your healing journey while being with a partner? Was there anything that helped you guys or just like anything you could give advice wise for women who know that they need to heal, but also like maybe are in a partnership or want to find that partner? Should they stay away from it? Should they go for it? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's definitely specific to the person and how you're able to show up. If you're not willing to take that journey don't join the journey because it's not easy. I think conscious relationships are the hardest relationships to be in and also the most rewarding. So yes, you can be single and work for yourself, work on yourself. I think that's a very 
that's a very common thing that I hear. I hear a lot of people like, oh, I don't want to get in a relationship. I'm working on myself. And yeah. while that is very true at the same time, how do you integrate that without a partner? That is what I really want people to understand is like, when you have the relationship, you're constantly being mirrored back all of your patterns that may be unhealthy that you get to work with another partner with to heal those patterns, to heal any of those unconscious dynamics with the person together. And that just makes your life not easy by any means, but what it turns into is something so magical and bigger than you. So I think that there's like, there's nuances to it. And I think if you want to work on yourself and be like head down, go for it, there's nothing wrong with that. And in the same token, there's nothing wrong with choosing to heal with a partner. And I think like, I think there's people that think it has to be this way or it has to be this way. And it's not, it's really relative to, to your journey in life. And if you're ready to take that journey. Yeah. How did that how did that healing process, and I'm sure like you've developed so much, but what do you feel like for you or some of the bigger things you took away from that you've been able to apply into your business or just like how you show up and how has that supported you? Well, that's a good question. Uh, I think that showing up in my relationship was really showing up for myself and my inner child because ultimately my inner child wanted to receive love. So I showed up in this relationship at first to just receive love. And Jeremy mirrored back to me that instead of just taking, there's a way to also give. So that goes hand in hand when it comes to entrepreneurship and in my business, I'm not just trying to take from my clients. I have a belief that money equals love. And this is like my philosophy with money and what I've had to heal and gotten to heal within my money mindset. I think as a coach and as a mentor and as an entrepreneur, I open my heart and I give from my heart space. I leave from my heart space. So the the law of reciprocity, which is a law of the universe, can't not give without getting. You're giving your heart space. You're literally opening up and giving love. And then in reciprocity, you are receiving money. So it's it's the law of reciprocity of giving. And that to me is the flow of abundance. So being able to, to receive and give in my relationship really was able to reflect in my business. The more I was able to give in my relationship, I was able to get in my relationship. The more I was able to give in my business, I was able to get in my business. So it really is like hand in hand for me. Was that, I know we talked about this because we're like such big five-year-olds, like we're such goofballs. And we're like, I'm so happy I met another human that I was like, yes, like, thank you universe for putting you in my life. Maybe four and a half. Yeah, maybe four like, and a half. Maybe, like we're maybe, maybe we're getting there, you know, half yeah. birthdays. But um, it's, it's fun. Do you, like, do you feel like for you when you met Jeremy or like getting into this relationship, do you feel like that kind of opened the door for you to be, like just be more playful and just like more of yourself? Was that the case for you? I was actually, I would say too playful. And he opened up the side of masculinity for me. I was the ultra feminine woman that was like, I'm going to flow and go with the flow. And my business for me was not business. It was, I'm going to coach clients and I'm going to receive payment from those clients. There was no structure or systems in place. And Jeremy really showed me, Hey, there is another side here that you get to incorporate. And what I brought to our relationship for him, and this is something he brings up a lot is I brought that play. I brought his inner child out. 
Yeah. Cause that is so important to, if you are just working, 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 it's like, what is this all for? Are you even having fun? I'm trying to make as much money as possible because I need to survive. It's like, whoa, there's no thriving in that, yeah. in that element at all. So I think it's so important to balance and bring your inner child in and, and allowing it to, to play. It's so important to play. Yeah. And it's so funny. Cause I'm like the opposite is like, I, I kind of like, I love the play side, but I didn't have the open channel to do so. So it was more of like, yeah. I had both the structure and the play, but it's cool when you have the structure, like having a man there who can like hold down the masculine side of things. It's like, that's where you get to flow more, but it's also like, you're not overflowing all over the place, you know? And yeah. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I know too, for all like my spiritual beings out there, like listening is I know sometimes it can be tough when you have that amount of like play and flow in your life to add in the structure, because it's one of those things. I was literally watching a video this morning and it was, I think, I don't know if you reposted or who posted it. I think it was Jesse. And it was like, um, you know, the monks used to get brought food because they would give and give and like, nobody bring in monks, like bananas anymore. Like we're not getting bananas for the coaching that we're doing, you know? And so it's one of those things where it's like, we actually have to get paid for what we do and have the structural side. And I know that there are so many people who resist the structural part of business. So I'm wondering for you, like, did you have resistance at first with when you first met Jeremy to integrate the structural and like strategic part of not even just business, but life? Like, what did that look like for you? Oh my God. Absolutely. I was like, ew, masculine. No, I, I just did not like it. I thought it would take away from my feminine. I thought it would take away from my flow, my creativity. And honestly, I'm obsessed with my masculine now. I'm obsessed. It's so powerful to be in the masculine. And this is like how this is part of what I teach. And in, in, in my mastermind, it's very balanced. It's called the balanced entrepreneur mastermind. You get to be in your feminine to allow those like creatrix birthing ideas to flow through. And then the masculine is the grounded energy that you get to execute on those feminine ideas. You need both. You can't just like, if the, if you just sat in your feminine, sure, those creative ideas would flow in. It would be beautiful. You might write them down, but they're never going to come to fruition if you don't have that masculine structure in. So when I allowed, when I was like, okay, permission granted, please come in, masculine, come in. My whole life changed. Everything changed. My business changed. My relationship changed. The way I parented changed. And it's like, you get to have both polarities and it's so important to incorporate both of those in your life. Yeah. And I, I mean, for the, like it creates the chaos aspect without it. I feel like I always give like the Absolutely. water. Yeah. It's like the water cup analogy. It's like, well, you're going to be drinking from a puddle on the floor if you don't have a cup to drink your water from. So like you get down and like, yeah. lick it up or, you know, that's not going <laughs> to taste too good. Okay. Um, but I find like so many people have a hard time with that. And I'm curious for you, like when people come into your program and into your mastermind, I know you focus a lot on both sides of things is what does that resistance look like, or how does it show up for people and how are you able to work through that with them? Yeah, I think that's, uh, it's interesting because the mastermind is really for, for anyone who wants to be balanced. So that could be the hyper feminine, that could be the hyper masculine, so it's, it's the way I speak to them may be a little bit different. The way I show up is always the same and they need to hear things in a different way. The feminine are just so scared of structure and I can speak to them directly because I used to be them. So I know what it's like. I know what it feels like to feel that, to feel terrified of structure that it's going to take away their feminine flow. And the same token, the hyper-masculine women 
they are terrified of the feminine because they think the feminine can't be successful. And it's like, if you marry the two, success is imminent because you have the balance and it's not taking from one or the other. It's really giving to both. Yeah. And like, if you look at the yin yang, the yin yang isn't perfectly placed together. It's a swirl and they intermix with each other there. It's a, it's a perfect swirl together. And that's the marrying of the masculine and feminine. So yeah, I definitely like speak a little bit differently to them and show up. And I do notice that the hyper masculine shows up a little bit more in the mastermind. I can tell like who's showing up and who's not. And the feminine, I just kind of give them a little extra nudge for them and they end up really loving it. It's usually they lack the structure, the, the organization. And once they start incorporating that into their life, they're like, oh my God, my life's so much easier. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the masculine, my friend. It's like, enjoy, enjoy having both and getting to be all of your full expression and not just choosing one side. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the cool thing too, is you recognize with how, if you have the structural piece is you get more playtime and then you have more of the creative flow. And then your ideas aren't just like thrown out into the universe where you're like, okay, bye. I'll maybe remember you in my dreams. You know, it's like, like, okay, it's actually here and I can execute on it, you know, is a big thing. And I don't know if you kind of find this too. And this is something that I not personally struggled with, but just with even my students talk to them about a bunch is like when you integrate the structural piece, like looking at KPIs and looking back at numbers and having to reflect on those, oftentimes a lot of people are afraid of that because it's tied into their self-worth or if they don't hit the goal or if they have a plan, they're like, well, now I have to execute. And if I fail, then I have to face the fact that I failed. Do you mm-hmm. see that come up a lot with hyper um, people who come in who have more of like the hyper femininity side of things or? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, they're so scared to look at it. So they avoid it. But what that ends up doing is when you don't know about something, you can't change it. I always say, awareness is an illumination of a gift. It's a gift that you get to look at. So it's just like the resistance there is like, what's really the resistance about? Is it about like, you're scared to look at the numbers or are you just scared to have structure in your life? Like really, what is it? And we just try to break it down. It's like, when you can know things, when you can know everything about your business, you can change things about your business. If you don't know everything that's going on, it's going to be really troublesome for you to incorporate any change. So that's where like you, you bring in, let's dive into every single aspect of this. And there, you know, there's definitely resistance. You can feel it. You can literally like visually see it on their face. They don't want to go down that road, but it's the very nature to help them heal why there is resistance there by having that awareness of every single piece. Yeah. I found that's been like the toughest thing, even for myself as a coach working with all women. It's like, that's one of the hardest things for so many people is like the ebb and flow of the market or what's happening with social media, or, you know, you have one week of consistently posting and then it's like, Hey, I didn't get the return. I wanted KPIs aren't the way I wanted them to be. And it's almost like, Oh, do I do that again next week? And it's like that consistency piece is the most important side of things. You know, I'm curious from your like perspective too, just from the opposite side with people coming in who are more in the hyper-masculine role, which I will tell you, this was, I look back at myself like three years ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, for sure. Still a five-year-old, love to play, but very much <laughs> well, like, in business, you know? Um, and so for people who come in on more of that side of things that are just so structured that they're maybe not in that creative flow or they're like anxiously attached to the business 
what do you find are some of the things that maybe like they struggle with most when it comes to the business side or just like being able to pour into the business? I think with them, it's the creative aspect of not knowing what to do next. It's like they can do, but they don't have the creative energy to, to bring and birth into their energy. So they kind of get stuck in doing the same thing. So I always give them being days or being times. Oh, we like to time block. So do I time block some meditation in time block, some dancing time block, some playtime yeah. time block, anything in that you're not doing. I had a client who <laughs> so funny. She was so hyper-masculine. She, I literally explained to her how to meditate. And she was like, okay, tell me what to do. How, A through Z break it down. What do I do? And I was like, nothing. There's nothing to do. You just be. And she like, couldn't grasp the concept. She was just so used to like the information. And then she, she would, she, she did a through Z what someone was telling her. And she was really good at that. Mm -hmm. So being was really challenging. Being is really challenging for the hyper-masculine because you think that you're missing out on something, or you think that you should be doing something and you're going to fall behind, or people are going to be more successful for you. But when you can actually incorporate more being time, you can get, you can dump things out here, release it. And that leaves room for things to come flow in for you. What are, so what are some of the things for yourself on like, if you have being time or being days, like what are you doing to like activate that part of your brain or just, well, I guess not even activate it, kind of do nothing with it sometimes. Right. But what is yeah. that? What helps? Yeah. I have a very eclectic schedule. I do different things every single day. And I love that. That makes me feel so good. I do not like, and while it's structured, it's so fun. It's so fun. So for being days, I might microdose and go to the beach and just turn my phone off and just be in nature or I'll go to a park and be alone by myself or I'll dance. I really like to incorporate a lot of feminine practices, even during a day that I have a super structured, busy day to do of taking a bath or reading or dancing while I'm cooking, just incorporating something. So the day doesn't feel so masculine. So I give, I gift myself that to bring some balance. I don't believe that there is a full 50, 50 balance. There are times that I am absolutely more in my masculine. And there are times that I'm absolutely more in my feminine. It's more about recognition and noticing when you're being pulled too far or your pendulum is swinging too far one way and incorporating some of these practices to find a little bit more of a balance. So you're not swinging too far one way or the other. And I find like, it's a season, a seasonal thing too. Like sometimes For you'll sure. have like a, a mode where it's like a few weeks of being more in like the play or like more in the creative flow. Like I definitely find myself right now in more of like a creator, like creative mode, which I'm like, you could try to, ca I try to capitalize on as much as I can. Cause I love being in you know? So it's like, you have to like, you have to like sit down in those moments and be like, okay, let it just go. Like, let yourself flow, let yourself be, you know, that's how I find anyway. Um, and I want to also circle back around if you're cool talking about this too, is I know you mentioned like microdosing and like just going mm -hmm. off and doing your thing. So I love the conversation around like microdosing psilocybin because it personally changed just a lot of my life. And when I started like maybe what, two or three years ago, and I'm curious for you, is like, what was like a catalyst for you with starting that? And like, what has that done for you? Or what does that change for you? Just in terms of like, not even your business, but just like state of being. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good question. Um, learned it through different podcasts, I would say. It just kept I just kept hearing about it. 
Um, I did like macro doses when I was younger, going to music festivals, things like that. But a microdose was something that felt safer for me because I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to be out of my mind. And my partner, he did a protocol and has done a protocol and he just like recommended it. And I was like, okay, let me try this. And I did three days on two days off and just implemented this protocol just to see, and was really curious. I experiment on myself a lot with different supplements, with different nutrition. I mean, literally I find that experimenting on yourself is the best way to self-actualize because you can optimize you and what works for somebody else might not work for you. So I love microdosing because it literally like just pulls you out of your current state. And it really lets you just see little habits or ways that you maybe react versus respond. And it's just like so minute, but you're able to catch it in the moment. So I remember it was probably like two years ago, I was doing a protocol and Jeremy and I were having some, some issues in our relationship where we just like, weren't speaking the same language. And I was on a microdose one day and he like said a joke to me, but it was very, it wasn't funny. It wasn't very funny. It was definitely like a little jab. And I literally, instead of being triggered by it, I stopped and I said, I literally pulled myself out of that moment and just recognized the joke and expressed what the joke was and how it made me feel without projecting and without being triggered. And he just like stopped and was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even realize it. So it's helped me in business. It's helped me in my relationships. It's helped me with my habits and my patterns and my unhealthy dynamics that they're on repeat because we've been this way for so long. And maybe your parents were like this and now you're like this or your ex-boyfriend was like this. So now you're like this. So it really gets you to unprogram the, the dynamics and get to choose. I think it gives me a choice. It lets me have a choice in my life. And to me, that becomes my most authentic self by incorporating microdosing. That's awesome. I think it's, it's cool. Like a lot of people look at it as like taboo. I know it's becoming like a little more popular or whatever, but um, I think one thing, and I don't know if you can agree with this, because I know we've talked about the whole ADHD thing, which we could fall down a rabbit hole forever about, but <laughs> you know, like it contributed. So for me personally, like it supported me so much because when I got my diagnosis for ADHD, it was immediately my identity. Like it was immediately like everything about me was like, oh, I do this because I have ADHD or I interrupt people Absolutely. with ADHD. So I would just keep interrupting people. I picked up like really nasty habits when I got my diagnosis and it wasn't until I came off of my medicine for it, like my prescription, and I actually started microdosing. I was like, oh my gosh, this whole entire, just changing my entire being, like my entire life. So I'm curious with like your journey, just like down that path of ADHD, like, did it help you? You feel like unwire some habits in relation oh, to yeah. what habits did you have? Because I've heard some shit from people with ADHD. <laughs> It's so interesting because it's, I was diagnosed with ADHD in nursing school. Thank God. Thank you Adderall for getting me through nursing school and getting all of my nursing friends through nursing school as well. You are all welcome. <laughs> with that said, how much of it now do I look back and was like, oh my gosh, the food I was eating, the unhealthy habits I had, um, the stimulus that I was taking in and consuming and now I really see it as like, I don't even think I have it, to be honest with you. I think in Western medicine standpoint, maybe back then I had it, but 
incorporating microdosing absolutely was a game changer to break a lot of the habits of interrupting people, having to say something because I'm like, wait, I'm going to lose this point. And it's like, make sure you say it before they finish or I would take them on the next, the next question, which was so hard for me to break because I had to learn to trust myself. You're not going to lose, you're not going to lose the thought. Just trust yourself. That was really hard. Um, and also nootropics helped me tremendously taking cognitive supplements to rewire my brain, to grow new neural networks. That's probably been, I would say over microdosing, um, just because I'm more consistent with nootropics versus microdosing. Cause microdosing is like, I don't do it all the time. It's like a, when I want to do it for a week on week off kind of thing. If I do a protocol, maybe 30 days, but nootropics is something that I'm pretty, pretty consistent with taking. And I noticed a huge difference with, with verbal fluency and how I show up and my brain functioning better. So that has been probably the best catalyst for breaking the symptoms of ADHD. Right. And did you find that, like I found for myself with ADHD too, is like the more that you would, like, I would reinforce it for myself too. And like, it ended up becoming an identity. And it's so funny. Cause I think we talked about this when we met up for the first time it was like how so many entrepreneurs like quote unquote have ADHD, but I mentioned to you, it's like an attention dialed into a higher dimension is just it's, it's a trend. You know, I'm like, if we all have it, it and we're, we all just happen to be successful and innovative maybe mm-hmm. there's something to it, you know, like beyond just being diagnosed with something be like, Hey, you're kind of not normal, you know? Um, and I'm wondering even for you, Jax, were you like the weird kid in school or did you like, yeah, yeah. No, I was total weirdo, total weirdo. I'm super, I mean, I'm, I'm very weird. I'm very professional with my clients and also they get to see my weirdness, but like when the camera's off, like I'm weird, I get freaking weird. And couldn't sit still in class, got check marks on all my report cards, can't stop talking to friends in class. It was like, school's not made for people with ADHD. And also school is a system to keep people in their left side of their brain. ADHD is like, I think the right side being like, hey, don't forget about me, don't forget about me. And it's like, I don't ever want to forget about me. And, you know, we get I think entrepreneurship is so cool because it gets you out of the box. It gets you out of the box. And it's like, you get to create whatever business you want. Like what niche do you want to be? You literally can be like, I'm a, I'm a microdosing facilitator (laughs) integrator. You can literally create whatever. And I'll see that on Instagram and be like, that's dope. I would, I would actually, I need that. I might need that one day. And it's like, you get to create whatever you want, whatever skill set you have gets to be created into your business. I think ADHD has helped my business brain even more because again, it it got me out of the box. It got me out of the box way of thinking. And it's like, my brain goes here, goes here, goes here, goes here, but it works. It's like, bring, bring it all back, bring it all down, Jax. And like, what can you create with all of those thoughts and ideas? Yeah. And it's like also not suppressing it. Like I think for me, and I told you, this is like coming off of an Adderall addiction and being able to step away from that to be like, okay, like it was this something that was trying to like, keep me almost keep me in it. Like keep me so structured that I was like, okay, I just need to stay here. And I think if anyone listening to has been diagnosed or I'm not here to be like, Hey, I'm not a clinician or a professional in this field, but it's like, maybe it's a superpower for you, you know? And I think that's like the more that we embody it and embrace it as a superpower. It's like, Oh, we get to also find other people who are like us, you know, and it's like, especially being a coach for other entrepreneurs, it's like, 
and of course I want to attract you like what we can all be weird together you know it's like the non-conformity yeah. piece and like individuality piece and I know that we talked about this too is like that individuality piece of like showing up on social of like needing to be professional but then also like wait hold on I'm also like professional but also like I'm freaking weird okay like I'm weird yes. and I want to be weird and I loved your content like after we hung out I was like watching your content like yep there she there she is <laughs> like what she's is weird yeah like what does that feel like for you I know that we kind of talked about that because it's been my block for the past like two years especially being like a little younger and stuff for me too but I mean for you is like what how, how has that kind of shifted for you do you feel like recently or has it shifted for you at least recently yeah yeah I think that I had this like belief that I had to be a certain way to coach women. I have to only be professional. And it's like, that's not relatable. That's not relatable. And also that's not my ideal client. If you're like super, if you're super like type A, like you're probably not going to resonate with my beliefs and the way in which I coach. Cause I'm about balance and fun. Like I believe in living heaven on earth. And like, if you are all just like, like it's probably not going to resonate. So I stopped trying to think about like, how do I need to show up to be a coach or to be a mentor, to be seen a certain way? Like what perception do I want to be seen? And it's like, I can now put out educational content to help like bring value. I can also bring out relatable content where it shows my personality because that's my brand. People don't want to, there's a, there's so many coaches and there's so many mentors. Why does someone want to work with you? It's your brand, it's your messaging, it's your personality, it's the it factor that comes behind your brand. So if you're not showing your personality, I encourage you to show your personality because it's one, it's fun. And it's like, the last thing you need to do is like, I know with like the Alex Hermosi style and like the speaking ones, and I do those sometimes. And ultimately like, it's just the same thing. And people are just scrolling and they're like, okay, but that's cool for like valuable educational content. Also show your personality. So I think like showing my weird, showing my awkwardness is like a part of my brand because that's who I am. And I, my brand is authentic to me. Right. Yeah. And then you get other weirdos like you and it's the best because then you you vibe. It's like everyone's trying to like fit themselves in somewhere. And it's like, this is how I felt anyways. If you try to fit yourself in and then you realize you don't fit in, but then there's all these other people who are like, wait, I don't fit in anywhere. And then you can all just not fit in together. So it makes it 10 times better when you don't conform, you know, and I that's the beauty of entrepreneurship too. Cause it's like, we were put here to create that. And also mm-hmm. like, just like live the life that we want to live and not put ourselves in the box, you know? So. Yeah, yeah. And look at us. We would have never met if the weirdness, if you weren't like, she's weird. I feel this. And it's, so, you know, it's, it's so gnarly too. It's like, you can see it. Like, you just know, like I saw you, I think on like Nick's story or something like that. And I'm like watching, like she is, I went to your page. and was like, I feel it. It's like, I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. And I was like, I feel weird. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to reach out. It was like, I'm going to send her. I'm like, I have to. Yeah. It's like, you don't just attract clients. Like you also attract relationships and friendships and yo, this shit called entrepreneurship is lonely as fuck. So, you know, it can be really lonely yeah. if you don't find your people. And um, I think what's also so cool is like independent of like age or region or where you live. It's like when you meet your people, they're your people, you know, and that's the cool thing. So, um, well, Jack, so I always ask this question at the end, um, if there's anything you want to share, just last words, but this is a strive for strength podcast. So just curious from your end is how are you striving for strength and what does that look like in your world? Ooh, good. Ooh, 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 good question. I think continuously doing things that are out of my comfort zone every single time 
if someone asks me to do something and I get that instant, like, I don't want to do it. I'm like, just go do it. Just do it. It always feels good afterwards. So I think that is like a big one. And just like staying connected with my mission and, and with integrity within my values and always leading from that. We can get skewed with like when money comes in, right. Or an excess of clients, or if someone's like, just like, you're the best thing ever putting you on a pedestal. And it's like, come down from that being authentically you to me, that is like, that's striving for everything. That's everything is getting to live this life authentically. Yeah. Cool. Let everyone know, um, where can they find you? Yeah, I am on Instagram at Jax Wimmer, J-A-X-W-I-M-M-E-R. I have a podcast that just showed up today, but I know once this airs, it's going to be in a little bit called the Depths to Freedom podcast. And that is on Spotify and will be on Apple podcast. And I have a mastermind called the Balanced Entrepreneur Mastermind. And yeah, community of female entrepreneurs. So yeah. I will link everything down below for you guys so you guys can tune into Jax's page and go give her a follow. But thank you. The best. Thank you so much.